spirit of reconciliation, I acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and the connections to land, sea and community. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island peoples today. Welcome to Totally Lit, the podcast celebrating reading, writing and creating literature. I'm your host, Kai Garvey. Thank you for listening. I've got an exciting guest for you this episode. Tristan Banks is back. Tristan Banks tells stories for the page and screen. His books for kids and teens include Two Wolves, The Fall, Detention, the Tom Weekly series and Knit Boy. Ginger Meg's Tristan's 100th anniversary book of short stories is based on characters created by his great-great-uncle Jimmy Banks in 1921. His books have won and been shortlisted for many awards, including a Children's Book Council of Australia Honour Book, the Prime Minister's Literary Awards, ABIA, Yabba, Koala, New South Wales Premier's Literary Awards and Queensland Literary Awards. His new release, Cop and Robber, a nail-biting crime story, is for ages 10+. plus. Tristan is a writer ambassador for literacy non-profit Room to Read. He's currently working with producers to develop a number of his books for the screen. He's excited by the future of storytelling and inspiring others to create. You can find out more about Tristan's books, play games, watch videos, join his Young Writers Story School and help him try to change the world at tristanbanks.com. Tristan Banks, welcome to Totally Lit. Thanks a lot. Good to be here. You're a repeat offender with us now. It's like having an old friend back on the show. Welcome back. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you've been doing some interesting interviews recently and getting around to lots of different authors. So have you had many people on the show twice? Um, I have had Michelle Worthington on twice, um, but you, I think you are the only other person to be on again. Um, oh, really? But well, you're welcome any time. So every time you have a book or a project, come on board. I'd love to have a chat. Well, I, that's my favourite subject, talking about writing and, you know, publishing and new books and the writing process and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And your latest release is Cop and Robber. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, it's about a kid whose mum's a cop and his dad is a robber. And he spends half the week at each of their houses and his dad is always doing bad things and his mum is always asking what his dad is up to. And one night, um, some men come to his dad's house and demand hundreds of thousands of dollars that his dad owes them, but his dad doesn't have the money anymore. And so he has to pull off the biggest crime job of his life in the next three days in order to pay them back and he needs Nash's help in order to pull off this crime. So it's a difficult situation for Nash. And how did you come up with the plot for Cop and Robber? Lots of trial and error. Um, but I, I always just had this thing in my head, imagining what it would be like for a kid to witness their parent actually committing a crime. You know, what would that be like? Just that sort of pensive moment of watching on and seeing it unfold and I'd always sort of had that in my head or the last few years I'd had it in my head and one day I was driving up to a school on the Gold Coast and I was going to give a talk about crime writing to a group of I think it was year eights and I pulled over to the side of the road and I just started writing in this sort of first person voice um, this kid uh, you know basically documenting their parent who was in um, 
robbing a service station. And it changed a lot from then. I've actually been reading in the last few days at Story Arts Festival in Ipswich and at schools and things. I've been reading those first few words that I jotted into my phone to kids and then reading the final draft, which is, you know, seven drafts later kind of thing. Um, and it's a really interesting illustration of how much something can change and it can still be the same scene, but how, you know, how it can really evolve. I think kids are often wondering, where do I start? How do I start the story? At what point? And I always sort of encourage them just to dive in and see what happens and, and it'll all become clear. You can change it later. So you've got a lightning strike of inspiration to start the story. How, how did you discover your characters uh, for Cop and Robber? I discover them slowly. I think I had a really voicey voice to begin with about this kid sort of saying, oh, no, Dad's doing it again. He's robbing a servo. I told him not to. He's always robbing servos, my dad. You know, it's like having a cup of tea to a normal dad, that kind of voice. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it sort of shifted to third person later, and it probably what isn't as voicey kind of thing. But because it was quite an intimate sort of voice, I sort of always had that that kind of quiet, you know, philosophical uh, consideration of the character. So I always had that strong inner voice of the character. Um, and, and to begin with, the characters are sort of me, um, you know, and I wondered, you know, I've had characters like Ben Silver in Two Wolves, who was a filmmaker sort of kid like I was. And then um, Sam in The Fall was like a comic book creator. And I used to create you know, comic books and draw really badly um, when I was a kid. So that was sort of inspired by me. So there's always, I always have quite a lot of me in the character. And I only really discover the other characters um, by throwing this character into certain difficult situations. Mm. And then the way they react, they start to reveal themselves. And then I, um, and then I, you know, they evolve over, you know, the five or six or seven drafts of the story. And with your character development, like if you start with the voice, do you then break down what colour hair they have, what kind of, if they're tall or short, if they have any fears or longings and things like that? Do you, you go into that much detail when you're planning your characters? I do if I get into trouble with the character. If I feel like, hang on, I've been, I've written three drafts and I have no idea who this character is, I then sort of take them off into a, uh, you know, into a room, into a document, and I say, okay, who are you? Um, I am blah blah blah, and I'll just start telling myself the story of this person, or I'll get a traditional sort of character template kind of thing, and you know, find out that they're a Sagittarius with. Um, you know, blonde hair and with whatever. But if I'm not in trouble, I don't do that mm-hmm. just because I find it a bit boring and I sort of like the idea that the character reveals themselves in action uh, and I find that my readers really like the fact that I I have details in there but I, I try to just lightly drop the details in and, and reveal it as the character. You know, people find out as much about the character as they need to in order for the story to evolve. Mm-hmm. And mm. um, it sounds like they're already alive in your imagination when you get the inspiration to write about them. Yeah. Well, this character was, definitely. I mean, it was sort of, I, I think, very much in terms of story, but this one sort of came across with a really strong voice from the very beginning. And even though he started out, I wondered what his extra thing was going to be. Like, he, um, a couple of drafts in, I realised he's dealing with these parents who, you know, he's wedged between his parents 
but I didn't really know who he was. And I was thinking, who are you? And I, at first I thought maybe he's uh, sort of an actor kid like I was. Maybe he's doing leading up to a school play or something. And I thought, ah, oh, a lot of books and shows and movies and things lead up to some kind of performance. And then I wondered, is he going for school captain? Because that would make it quite difficult if your parent wanted you to commit a crime and you were simultaneously kind of uh, trying to uh, become school captain. And then I settled on him being a runner. I really wanted something for Nash where he had something just for himself. While um, he's trying to deal with his dad doing this terrible thing and trying not to lie to his mum while also um, not keeping too much from her, I thought he really needs something of his own. And he, he became a runner and he, he sort of lives on, they live on the edge of the desert and he gets up really early. And the first thing he thinks about when he wakes up is running and he sort of runs out into the desert by himself looking at the horizon and he doesn't do it for um, times and he doesn't do it for particularly for you know health or, or whatever he just does it because it's the it's the time when he feels most himself now you're writing predominantly for YA readers what is it about the YA audience that you love to write for well, it's actually um, more middle grade, like the younger sibling of YA, my mm -hmm. my work. I write for kind of 10 to 14-year-olds, and um, so more more sort of uh, upper middle grade, they seem to call it, that age when you're, you know, you're growing out of, you know, the funnier sort of graphic, you know, um, more children's junior sort of, sort of books, and you're looking for something to sink your teeth into, you might not be quite ready for the Hunger Games yet or, um, you know, l lots of death and sex and things of YA novels. And so, uh, yeah, the, I really like to write into that space. I really have strong memories of being about 12 years old or 13 years old. And, you know, I sort of moved into reading Stephen King books then, and I really liked the darkness of those. But I think um, I think Cop and Robber and Two Wolves and The Fall and Detention, they really fit into a space there where, where kids are hungering for something, you know, crime and darkness. I, when I've been speaking to Year 5 and 6 kids in the last few days, and at the end of the session, um, a teacher sort of stepped in and said, OK, so who's going to read um, Tristan's funny books, uh, you know, after this session? And then who's going to read, um, you know, the crime sort of books? And it's interesting how once you get to that age, year five, six, they all want to read the darker kind of crimier stories. I was at Story Arts this week myself helping at some workshops and I noticed when we were doing some work around creating characters, there was some really gritty uh, suggestions for the backstory of the characters. Um, so it seems that yeah, they're looking for those conflicts and it, possibly because that at that age that's when you're really starting to have your own conflicts in life as well. You know, you're transitioning from being a, a little kid to being a bigger kid and there, there's so much more to deal with and decisions that you need to start learning to make on your own as well. I think so, and I think I always have at the beginning of – at the top of every manuscript that I write, and I always get rid of it. I don't think I've ever actually had it in a book, but I always have the epigraph, um, a quote from the Stephen King novella, The Body, that was turned into the movie Stand By Me. Um, I was 12 going on 13 when I first saw a dead human being, and I, for some reason that really captures for me that feeling of, of growing up, of opening up to – grey areas of morality and also to mortality and your own mortality and others 
and so yeah that that quote really helps me to sort of tap into um, some of the big questions that you might ask at that age and do you get feedback from your readers uh, like are they enjoying that those conflicts that are in in your uh, novels yeah i get lots of feedback actually oh kids will email um and also They'll review the book. Um, teachers often send me reviews that kids have written about the book. And so, yeah, I, I really like the fact that I have that um, interaction with the readers. And, and I think it's lucky because as an adult author, I think you can often go a long time without really knowing what people are thinking. Maybe you've got to scour Goodreads or something like that. And I had I actually had a review the other day from a friend who um, who's – class is reading it. I'll read, I'll read it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a year, grade five um, student called Natalie, and she said, this is a nail-biting story that will have readers transfixed by every page. Readers will be saying, just one more chapter, just one more, well into the night. A thrilling adventure with everything a book-loving reader could ever want, from moments of intense drama to moments of self-doubt that will raise the hairs on your arms. One of the greatest children's reads in this day and age, a book recommended to everyone that wants to be truly transported to a spellbinding world, which I thought was an amazingly written for a year for a grade five student, don't you think? That was an excellent review. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I, I mean, it's a real, it's a real treat getting to speak to the readers, but also sort of hear what they think of the book after they've read it. Because kids are pretty, um, are usually pretty honest too. You know, like mm. if they're not interested, they tend to turn away or or show you that they that they really don't want to read this thing. And you're also sharing how to write with your story school program. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, I, I've done lots of workshops over time and I quite often get asked to do uh, workshops and, and, and also to go out to um, regional areas or other parts of the country and I just don't necessarily have time to go everywhere every year sort of thing. And so I've long thought, wouldn't it be good if I didn't have to be everywhere and that I could put down all the things that I, the key things that I know about writing in a series of sort of two or three minute videos that people could use um, as a self-paced writing workshop. So over, and I'd, I've been planning it for eight years, nine years or something. And then finally in 2020, um, when everything sort of paused for a moment, I recorded this thing called Young Writers Story School. And it's that, it's 24, two or three minute videos with um, all themed on a different aspect of writing. And I sort of tell a personal story um, or a story from one of my one of my books up front, just for thirty seconds or something, and that leads us into an investigation of a certain aspect of writing, and I show how I do it, and then at the end of the video, I set a challenge for the young writer for them to go and and write their own version of that or to explore that aspect themselves. And and what age group is it aimed at? I think it's for that ten to fourteens age as well that's what uh, it's used in classrooms mostly so teachers use it and they put the video on at the front of the class and definitely sort of it has been used as young as year three but I would say that in order to get the most out of it really year five to five to eight um mm-hmm. is the is the best and probably but year, year fours have been getting a bit out of it too it's just some of the more you know the more advanced elements of the course in the later parts of the the course um, are probably better for slightly older kids. And you can purchase a package as an individual, so for young writers who are wanting to learn on their own, and there's also a package for schools 
that has um, licenses for 10 teachers. Um, yeah, so it's like $99 for an individual teacher or an individual person. And so if one teacher in a school just wants to get it, they, they just pay $99. Or if you want, yeah, up to 10 teachers is $599 in a school. And the, the cool thing that's been happening recently over the last six months is that Apple Education have been, I've been working with them and they've put it, um, Story School into 130 classrooms across Australia and New oh, Zealand. That's amazing. Yeah, and so we've and, and as well as that, we've, they've been they've had an online community whereby those teachers could then uh, com- connect with each other and talk about ha- what their kids are doing, and they've been sharing videos and pictures of the work that they've been doing and how they've been building on that work to sort of evolve uh, what's in the videos too. So it's been fascinating insight into um, into the creative process for for kids that age. And for anyone that would like to check out the story school where can they find it uh, if it's just youngwriterstoryschool.com and um if listeners to this podcast would like a discount for um using it um i could do like 20 percent off and um if you just have totally lit i guess would be the good a good mm-hmm. code right a good discount code yeah and so, so yeah, i'd love, love for more people to try it out the the feedback from schools and teachers using it is that it really makes opens up the fun in the writing process kids are you know really diving into it and trying stuff out and not worrying too much about making mistakes and just being finding the joy in writing which is something that i've always been a big proponent of thank you tristan that's amazing i'll share that on our show notes and in our socials so everyone can um, find the story school and access that discount code so hopefully they'll you'll be inspiring so many more schools in australia and and can it be accessed from overseas yeah yeah it can be accessed from from anywhere amazing (laughs) okay i have some quick fire questions for you um now first off what hogwarts house are you I oh, I've heard people saying this. I really don't know. Actually, I my when my kids were younger, I read lots of Harry Potter and I watched all the movies and things. But I've I've never been a, a, a Hogwartsian. I'm afraid. Um, so I I can't answer the question. I'm I'm really sorry. That's very lame of me. I, I'm a Hufflepuff and I have a couple of oh, Sly- Slytherins in my house. Oh, I'm so sorry. But that's <laughs> do okay. You, how, do you, how do you find out this information? I mean, do you just do you just say I want to be this, or is there? Um, do you do the online quiz or something? There is an online quiz. Um, I would prefer to be a Gryffindor, but the quiz tells me I'm a Hufflepuff and I have to respect okay. the rules. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll have to once I get off this. I'll have to um, find out what I am. I have a feeling you might be a Slytherin. <laughs> oh, why do you say that? <laughs> I don't That's know. Terrible. I just get a vibe, but um, oh. I could be wrong. A Slytherin vibe. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> My husband is really, he really is like, no, I'm a Slytherin because he thinks they're cool. So that, that's oh, you okay. giving me a cool vibe, Tristan. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> what Have you got a book that you're reading right now? Um, I do. I've been reading actually, um, in terms of an adult novel, I've actually been reading a, uh, Night School, which is a Lee Child book, uh, by Jack Reacher. Um, and recently I just picked up to read, um, the, uh, the, uh, the um, Trilby Moffat, the new book by Kate Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which yeah is a middle grade kind of you know uh, time travel adventure. Uh, so I'm yeah I've I've read the first chapter of that, that and really enjoying it. Yeah. Now this might be unfair to ask you this question, but do you have a favourite book character that you have created? Um, I well, I really like Tom Weekly because he is sort of like a supercharged version of me when I was a kid, and uh, and so he was always a, a fun character to write. And we've been developing the TV series of Tom Weekly as well, so I've been diving That's back exciting. into that character. Yeah, um, and Ben Silver uh, from Two Wolves is a character that I really, um, I, and I would say Ben Silver from Two Wolves, and also. Um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I would say that he's one of my one of my favourite characters that I've created. And now, for students who may be interested in undertaking your story school, um, do you have a piece of writing advice that you could share with them? Yeah, for sure. Um, I usually give my sort of top five writing tips at the end of a talk, and I, I cover some of this in the in story school as well. But I would say that whenever I'm reading a good book. It makes me want to write a better book. I try to add some of myself into the story. Um, I try not to. I try to be kind to myself. So when the story's not working, or I reread it and it's terrible, um, you have to be be kind to yourself and not tell yourself that you're the worst writer in the world. Um, I rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite many, many times. And I think you just have to be able to sit, be patient enough to sit with a piece of writing being not that great for a very long time before finally it comes together. And the last question, what's next for Tristan Banks? I am touring for the next uh, sort of six weeks around Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane and then Zooming for uh, different parts of the country as well Um, and then going to Adelaide later in the year, which should be fun. And in the meantime, I also have a book deadline in just over two months' time, and it's a book. Um, yeah, it's a book called Scar Town that I've been writing on and off since 2009 when I wrote the first, when I wrote the short story version of this. And I, I, I recommend to anyone who thinks, oh, I wrote a short story, I really like the short story, that would make a good novel. Uh, don't, don't believe, <laughs> don't believe it. It, do, it takes an incredibly long time. Uh, and something working as a short story doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be easy to adapt uh, mm-hmm. into novel form. So, yeah, it's taken me a few years, but I, I really like the way it's evolved and I love the world of this story and Scar Town, yeah, it should, should be out next year. Amazing. And for people who would like to purchase Cop and Robber, they can find it on your website. Yeah, it's online. Um, it's an ebook and it's an audio book, and then um, it should be available in in lots of bookshops at the moment too. And so, is the uh, audio yeah. book available through Audible. Yeah, it's available with Audible and um, all the major, you know, Apple and Kobo and uh, oh, Google Play and all of those. Um, it's available. Yeah. And you I did the voice that. for that yourself, is that right? Yeah, I got to narrate that one. I, I, I've narrated the Two Wolves in Detention and then Cop and Robber came out as the book came out. And then I've actually just gone back and recorded the fall audio book too. And that comes out at the end of August because lots of schools would be studying it or reading it in class. And I'd quite often get emails from kids or parents saying, do you have the audio book? Because I, you know, I struggle with reading or, um, so that's great having, having the audio versions of the books out. Yeah. It's a great way for those 
kids that are struggling a bit with reading. Um, I know I would sit my boys down with a copy of a book in their hand and the audio book as well. And so they could, if they were struggling, they could listen along. Um, it was yeah. just a way to get them to engage in reading. So good. I go through periods where I prefer to listen to audio books, you know, where uh, I guess because I'm just reading, reading, reading and writing all week, sometimes it's a relief on the weekend or whatever just to be able to lie back and have somebody else tell you the story. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of audio books. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for making time to chat with me and um, share your work with my listeners, especially as you're in the middle of book week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no problem. Um, it's yeah, it'll be a busy, busy few weeks coming up, but it's it's fun too. You get lots of energy back from from the readers and the the people in the audience too, which sort of spurs you on and and I guess inspires you to to keep on writing even when it gets difficult. I think that's one thing as a an aspiring author, you don't necessarily think about the engagement with your readers after your book is out no. and, and you don't really know that experience till you get there either so it must be amazing that you get to do that so much it is and i used to think well no you know at the beginning i was like oh well i'll do some school talks and things but i really want to be just left alone to write kind of thing but then you realize that actually it's fun it's great being able to bring your stories to life and find other ways to bring them to life and those conversations with kids about the things that they like or about just you know general life stuff often spark new ideas for stories or they'll give you an idea of whether the thing that you're writing is working yet um, and if it's not you know what what you might do about that so it's a really I find that that it's a it's a really crucial part of the writing process for me fantastic thank you so much for joining us today Tristan no problem okay thanks a lot cheers Kai Bye. Writing stories for children can seem like a very simple task, but there is a skill involved in bringing memorable characters and their worlds to life. Anyone can write a picture book, but not everyone can write a picture book that becomes a child's favourite bedtime story. The best children's picture books fire up their imaginations, evoke emotion, and stay within their memories forever. Authors Online was created to provide aspiring authors the knowledge, skills and resources they need to become a published children's book author. Our extensive industry knowledge will be shared with you and provide you with the basic principles behind writing for children, picture book publishing guidelines and updates on the current market and publishing environment. And as a special offer for Totally Lit listeners, if you go to authorsonline.com.au, you can apply the discount code of LIT20, that's L-I-T-2-0 to access discount content at authorsonline.com.au. Thank you so much, Tristan, for your generous offer to Totally Lit listeners. If you'd like to check out Tristan's Young Writers Story School, head to Tristan's website and select the tab Story School. If you'd like to take up Tristan's offer for 20% off your subscription, please use the code TOTALLYLIT. This will give you access to one year's subscription to the Young Writers Story School and it's a great opportunity for aspiring young writers or for schools and teachers looking to encourage and support their students. I've got a few shout outs this month. The first is for the Pitch It competition. It opens on the 1st of September and closes 30th of September. 
Um, there are three separate categories for your specific writing preferences. You'll have the chance to enter into any or all of the following. Uh, the picture book category, junior fiction, middle grade category or young adult category. All writers within Australia, published or unpublished in the children's book industry can enter. Each entry will be based on the pitch of an unpublished manuscript. That is, the manuscript you are pitching is not already published. The prize will be the opportunity to pitch in front of two publishers, including the likes of Mary Anastasiu from Larrikin House, Anushka Jones from EK Books, Jennifer Sharp from Daisy Lane Publishing, Melinda Chandler from CSIRO Publishing and Rochelle Manners from Wombat Books. If you'd like to check out the guidelines and uh, make a submission, go to www.justkidslit.com. Best of luck. I've got another competition to give a shout out to as well, Gold Coast Writing Association Short Story Competition. The theme for this year's competition is Riding in the Sand, inspired by the home on the Gold Coast. There is $500 worth of prize money to be won. Uh, entries are now open. Uh, competition closes on Friday, September 2nd. Overall winner will win $300, second prize $150, third prize $50. You can check out the submission guidelines and conditions of entry at www.goldcoastwriters.org. Best of luck. Totally Lit is an independent podcast. You can help support us to continue to chat with wonderful Australian creatives by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing our socials with your friends. You can also make a contribution at www.buymeacoffee.com backslash totally lit. This will also help with equipment and podcasting platform fees. I love to interact with our listeners, so feel free to say hello either by email or social media. You can email me at totallylitpodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. I've also recently created a group on Facebook called Totally Lit Writing Community. It's a space to continue the conversation and share your writing successes, events, launches and latest projects. I share lots of writing opportunities and competitions there as well so jump onto the group and say hello. Thank you for listening to Totally Lit and don't forget to go out into the world to read, write, create, ignite. Mm-hmm.